Another season of Big East women's basketball is nearly underway, and there are plenty of storylines to follow. Which teams are poised for a breakout season? Who's new to the conference, and how will they fare this season? And how will UConn guard Paige Beckers perform in her return to the court from injury? And more. The college basketball season starts Monday, and T. Baker is here to talk all things Big East to get you ready for it. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and happy Friday. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm host Natalie Heverin, and I'm a features writer and the Atlantic 10 beat reporter for the next Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. This is your first time listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Welcome. We at The Next have over 100 reported pieces every single month. We have a beat reporter on every single WNBA team, more than 15 different NCAA beats, including the two of us. So get that YouTube subscription up. And you can also support us by subscribing to The Next, $9 a month, $72 a year at thenexthoops.com. Today, we'll be chatting all about what teams to keep an eye out for, new and returning players to watch out for, and what Big East non-conference games to put on your calendar. Joining me today is the next Big East writer, T. Baker. So, T., first of all, thank you for joining me. Second, um, I assume I know the answer to this, but who was picked to win the Big East and who are some other top contenders? Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Natalie. Always good to talk Big East hoops with you. Um, so in a surprise to no one, the Yukon Huskies are um, the predicted preseason favorite for this season. Um, they also have the preseason player of the year in senior guard Paige Beckers and freshman, uh, preseason freshman of the year, KK Arnold. So uh, they are the top team as they have been in the Big East since they rejoined it in 2021, winning both the regular season and the Big East tournament in their time uh, each season in the Big East. So I think, you know, beyond UConn, Creighton also received a first place vote. Um, they've got, you know, their senior foursome of um, uh, Lauren Jensen, Morgan Malley, Morgan Mogensen, and uh, Emma Ronsick. And they are a squad that's been together for the past three years or so. Um, they have a lot of chemistry and, and have accomplished a lot already together. And I'm looking forward to seeing that squad kind of in their senior season. And then for uh, Marquette, they uh, were the third pick um, for out of the coaches in the Big East Conference this year, and they are really um, a team that's had a lot of success in recent years. Coach Megan Duffy has really built a culture in Marquette, and um, you know they're led by senior guard Jordan King, and um, their six foot two forward Liza Carlin. They lost Chloe Murata, who was part of kind of their trio last season, but um, that those two, in addition to some new transfers, will bring some new energy into Marquette. Um, and Villanova, they lost Maddie Segrist. That cannot be ignored. Um, a major loss. She was uh, the leading scorer in, in Villanova women's basketball history. So um, they're making up for that um, this season with um, 
their two uh, more experienced players in Christina Dulcie and Lucy Olson, who was their second leading scorer last year. So those are kind of my front runners in, um, in my Big East preview that dropped today. Um, I kind of break down each team by the tiers. And so those, those four, right, in that order, UConn, Creighton, Marquette, and Villanova represent kind of the top tier of the Big East this season. And then are there any dark horse teams you think might surprise some people? So it's tough to say. I think in the world of the transfer portal, the preseason poll is a rough indicator, especially of like what's to come. I would say that um, I was surprised to see St. John's ranked number six in the preseason poll because they had such a breakout season last year. Um, but their team largely turned over. So they've lost, you know, a lot of their talent from last year, a lot of their scoring production, but also have brought in new um, transfers and, and freshmen. And I think the thing to consider, you know, in terms of them being the sixth seed is perhaps folks are underestimating coach Joe Tartamella's ability to, to meld together a really good team with transfers and new players like he did last season. So um, I, I expect them to finish higher than six this season. But again, you know, there's a lot of new players on each team. It's kind of hard to say at this point what they're going to look like once they get on the court. Yeah, I totally understand uh, about the preseason poll. I've talked to coaches um, that have said, you know, they, they do it based on, um, what people are returning, but um, we need a metric at the beginning of the season. But I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, that it can be hard to tell uh, with so many players uh, transferring. And uh, I do want to touch on um, Georgetown's uh, head coach, Tasha Butts, passed away prior to the start of the season. Has Georgetown talked at all about how they'll be honoring her this season? They haven't specifically talked about how they're honoring the coach. Um, and, you know, I think um, Tasha Butts is, is just worth mentioning. Legendary Tennessee Lady Vol uh, played four years there under the direction of Pat Summit and, and really has, has impacted the games in, in so many ways, both in her playing career and her coaching career. Um, so there's not been a, a specific indication yet um, that Georgetown is going to be honoring her this season in a particular way. But I know they will. I know they've been keeping her memory alive. I know at Big East Media Day, you know, everyone had their Tasha Tough pins on and, and we're really just rallying behind someone who um, is gone too soon and, um, you know, didn't ever get the chance to be a head coach. Um, but really, um, in her few months at Georgetown, already instilled a bit of a culture there and, and made a huge impact on the, on the roster. So, um, you know, her legacy lives on through, through players old and new and, and, you know, it's really, it's a tough way to begin the season, and, um, you know, we're all keeping her memory alive this season. And, you know, what are you expecting from the new head coaches this season, including Georgetown's interim head coach, who has a difficult path ahead um, coaching this season? Yeah, great question, and there's a lot of new coaching energy this season in the Big East, so, um, you know, First, uh, Aaron Bath at Providence. Um, I am local to Providence, so I've had the chance to kind of get to know her, see her in different settings at her introductory press conference. And um, she's really just bringing a great energy to the team. She has a lot of assistant coach experience. And, you know, the players who I spoke with on Media Day just really reference how it feels like an entirely new culture at Providence. And, you know, Aaron Bath said that people should be surprised, you know, by how Providence is going to come out this season. She's expecting them to fare better than the nine seed that they got in the preseason poll. So I'm just excited to see what she brings to that team. That's that's kind of needed a boost for a few years now. I think she brings that. Uh, in Xavier, um, that is our 
sort of bottom of the pack um, team in, in the Big East in recent seasons. They went winless last season, zero and twenty in conference play, which obviously is a huge bummer for them. And um, I think it, it prompted the change from Coach Melanie Moore. And so uh, Billy Chambers, who's an experienced coach, experienced head coach, um, two-time Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference or the MAC Coach of the Year. Um, she's won the regular season in MAC tournament champions two times a piece and she's got you know a decade of head coaching experience at Iona that she now brings to Xavier and um, I think it's important to give that team the space to to kind of develop in her image maybe this season's not going to be a quick you know 100% turnaround but I think she's she's getting the players she wants to pay place she's setting up a system and ultimately I think will make that team a bit more competitive um, and then finally, like you mentioned, um, in place of, of Tasha Butts, who passed away, um, Darnell Haney is going to be stepping in. He's a coach that um, comes with head coaching experience. He, so he was a head coach that was actually going to be an associate head coach under Tasha Butts, um, but, you know, has some head coaching experience at Jacksonville and is poised to take over. You know, when I spoke to him at Media Day, a lot of the conversation was about Tasha and, you know, his memories of her. Um, but, you know, I think he is the right person because he was hired by Tasha and, and has some experience with what she was trying to build to really take this team um, through a difficult time and hopefully turn some things around in Georgetown. Awesome. Thank you, uh, you know, for, for talking about that. And again, for, for talking about Tasha Butts. Um, coming up next, we'll discuss specific players uh, that T thinks we should uh, keep an eye on uh, and more. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Want to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. Price Picks is simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They're quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. The NBA season here and the NFL season in full swing, I'm now really excited to pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Everydayers, thank you for tuning in once again, and make sure you come back tomorrow for another episode from our WNBA draft experts. So, T, what are some of the players that you're most excited to watch this season? So, you know, I think starting off with, um, you know, UConn's senior guard Paige Beckers, she was the 20. Um, 21, her freshman season, Naismith Player of the Year, National Player of the Year. And I think, you know, the country's interested to see her come back. She's a player that, you know, has, has influence both in the game and off the court in terms of her, you know, name, image, and likeness presence. And I think um, what's scary about her is that Gino Oriema, head coach of the Huskies, has said that he expects that she's a better player now than she was before. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how she performs when the lights are on. But I think, you know, Paige is the type of player that lives for these moments and lives for kind of the ability to, you know, have clutch 
minutes on the court. She loves the game. So I'm excited to see her play. Um, I think, you know, another player that I'm also interested in seeing this season is, um, uh, uh, sorry, um, Bernaya Mayo. Um, she is a player who has transferred from the Atlantic 10, which I know you cover from UMass, Natalie. Um, so your loss is my gain in the conference, but, um, I'm really excited to see her, her come on in. She's a transfer with St. John's and she's a really dynamic two-way player. I know you've seen her play before last season's, uh, Atlantic 10 all-tournament MVP. Um, and she um, has just a, a presence to kind of be a, a program changer, add, add some um, depth for St. John's. And as I mentioned, um, Joe Tartamella, head coach of St. John's, is skilled at, at blending new talent. So I'm really excited to see her this season, um, you know, step on into Queens and, and be in the Big East. Yeah, uh, watching her in that Atlantic 10 tournament in 2022 when she won that MVP was just Amazing. She was very dominant, um, playing, uh, near her hometown. It was, it was awesome to see. Um, you know, the Big East, like many other schools, saw a lot of movement in the transfer portal. portal. Are there any other transfers that you think are significant and how will they impact their new teams? Yeah, so one that, you know, Marquette's coach, uh, Megan Duffy mentioned is Franny Hottinger. She, um, was the Patriot League player of the year last season. So another mid-major talent, um, coming on over to the Big East. She averaged a double-double last season, over 20 points and 10 rebounds. And, you know, I think she's a player who has a lot of potential. I love to see mid-major players kind of, um, you know, develop their games in the Big East. I think a good example of that is um, Lou Lopez-Seneschal, who came to UConn last season. And, and in her one season as a transfer from a mid-major, had an incredible impact. Um, she grew her game, and now she's a WNBA player. So I think there's there's opportunity in the, the visibility that the conference has, and, and then there's some great coaching that she'll learn from um, over at Marquette. Another player I'm excited to see is Ari Wiggins. Um, she is a guard who is leaving uh, Michigan. She was the 2021 India Miss basketball runner-up, so she's um, a player who is hometown is in Indiana. It's in Indianapolis, and so her coming to Butler, which is in Indiana, um, is kind of a homecoming for her. You know, she's spoken about kind of how she's able to bring the leadership she's gained, the leadership skill she's had from her two years at Michigan to a, a young Butler team. Um, and she's part of um, a, a squad of um, seven players, actually, who are from Indiana on head coach Austin Parkinson's team. So he's really building a Indiana-based roster, you know, um, attracting that local talent. And there's a lot of local talent in Indiana. So to both get Freshmen from the state and uh, transfers who are coming home to Indiana, I think, is a huge positive step for that program. And uh, looking forward to seeing how she adds some leadership and some guard depth for their team. And I read your Big East preview and noticed that there were four Creighton players that got to compete um, at, in 3x3 over the summer. How do you think that'll help them this season? So I think in general, the three on three game just prepares players by, you know, developing um, some fast ball movement. I think the Creighton players have had no problems with that. Again, this is Jensen, Malley, Mogensen, and Ronsek. Um, they are the, the four senior players on Creighton squad. And I think so, you know, on three on three, there's a shorter time clock. Um, 
you know, it's a half court game and the transitions are, are really quick from offense to defense. So I think, um, this is a team that's had a lot of chemistry already. Ball movement and offensive prowess hasn't ever really been a challenge. It's a quick motion offense and, and with an emphasis on, you know, beyond the, the arc shooting and, and, um, they've really mastered that together in their, their time together. Um, but I think that, the defensive intensity that um, 3x3 requires, I think, will translate this season for them, and they'll kind of be able to add some of that defensive skill to their um, offensive game. And I think if there's anything that Creighton could could grow in, it's the defensive area. Um, they've always been a super efficient offensive team, but, you know, backing that up on the defensive end and creating more offensive opportunities through their defense is um, going to be kind of how they elevate further. And I think these players gain some defensive skills over the summer and they won, they won it, they won the whole thing. Not only did they compete, they were the um, the gold medalists. So exciting times in Omaha. And that's, that's not something you hear every day, uh, exciting times in Omaha. Um, <laughs> but I think there might be uh, with all of that, that returning talent. Um, I really liked this quote. Um, from Gino Oriema that, uh, that made its way into your preview. Um, isn't there a limit on how many years you can spend in college? Uh, Gino said that or, or joked about that during Vegas Media Day, um, adding, I think it's four of Creighton's five starters. Uh, they've been in Omaha longer than the College World Series. Every time I look <laughs> up, those guys are in the starting lineup. Um, yep. so I really, I really enjoyed that quote. Um, but, you know, in the, the era of the, the transfer portal, um, it, it is interesting to see um, those players stick it out and, and continue to build their camaraderie uh, over the summer. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's telling that a team has stuck together that long. It's, it's a testament to um, the coaching staff uh, in Creighton. I think it's a testament to the system they've developed. Players who go to Creighton want to be part of that system, want to be part of that team basketball. So, um, I really think it's it's a exception, you know, in today's sort of era of the transfer portal to have players stick around in in um, you know the classes that they've entered. So exciting stuff, and I think it'll that experience will go far for Creighton this season. So Lauren Park Lane um, has moved on from Seton Hall. I know it's going to be tough to imagine Seton Hall without her. Um, you know. Seton Hall welcomes nine newcomers, um, six transfers and three true freshmen. How do you think that's going to impact them this season? Yeah, so um, Lauren Park Lane is actually um, headed to um, Mississippi State, so she's not returning this season. Um, but she has, um, you know, taken that program to another level, I think, with her guard play. Um, she, in the past few seasons, was their leader. And so I think this new influx of talent of nine new players, both in the transfer portal and freshmen, are trying to build a, a bit of a new culture at um, Seton Hall. And um, I think that it's important to also note that the talent that's there is going to set a strong foundation for that team. I think um, Zaina Baines, um, who is their um, grad student leader, is kind of who uh, Tony Bazella, head coach of the, the Pirates, is saying is going to be kind of the um, the leader, the face of the franchise, if you will. So I think she's poised to step into that role. And, and she reported that, you know, the newcomers on the team are really um, growing together and learning together. And hopefully, um, you know, it's like we said earlier, it, it's a bit of a toss up the preseason Um we were talking about that kind of um, offline about how, how preseason polls don't often mean that much, especially in the era of transfer portal, because it's hard to know once the lights come on, once the team's out, kind of how they'll perform. But, you know, 
positive sign that a lot of players have, have transferred into Seton Hall and that they're seeming to gel so far. Coming up next, we'll talk about non-conference games to watch and more. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. With tons of action coming up on Sunday, I know I'm looking at some of the weekly specials, including Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs combining for 200-plus receiving yards. There's also either Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott throwing for four-plus pass touchdowns. You can also build parlays, bet on the spreads, and total points on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football, bet on season awards, and so much more. You can also bet on who will have the most regular season total passing touchdowns this season, which team will finish with the best regular season record, and will Tyreek Hill break the record for most receiving yards in a single season? So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So I have my calendar out. What are some Big East non-conference games to watch? So... The pieces, uh, the, the conference games I'm looking forward to this upcoming week, kind of the first week of the season, um, speak to, to, um, Creighton head coach Jim Flannery's, um, ability to, to schedule non-conference opponents that are tough. He always wants to prepare his team for the NCAA tournament. Um, so he's got some two summit league contenders, um, headed into Omaha. Um, North Dakota State and South Dakota. Those are teams that have um, in the past um, really been towards the top of the Summit League, our rivals, and have made some national noise. So looking forward to those matchups. Um, and then November 16th, I think um, this is a matchup that's nationally sort of going to be really interesting. UConn, who's a number two preseason um, poll position in the AP poll is taken on number 14, Maryland. So um, it's a ranked, you know, non-conference matchup early in the season and looking forward to catching that one in person. Yeah. And uh, any longtime UConn fans, uh, former uh, women's basketball player, Tamika Williams. Uh, now Tamika Williams Jetter is, is coming back to UConn uh, next Wednesday, November 8th. Um, her first time as a head coach uh, coaching against UConn. So as an A-10 writer, I am personally very excited to see that. Um, T, do you have any final Big East thoughts? Yeah, just one more point there. Another one that um, I have circled is uh, Paige Becker's return to Minnesota to take on the Gophers. I think, um, you know, the coaching staff at UConn always does a great job of connecting a player with one homecoming. Um, so this summer, you know, they headed to Croatia on a trip at Pernika Mule and, um, Looking forward to Paige's homecoming. I think she's going to get a lot of love when she heads to uh, Minnesota. So final thoughts, just tune in this season. Um, I know I'm sort of, um, for the past several seasons, talked about the increasing competitiveness of the Big East, but I think this season with new coaching talent and lots of players from the transfer portal, mid-majors and otherwise, there's just a lot of talent that's attracted to the Big East. Um, and we've talked about it before, you know, kind of UConn rejoining the conference has helped the, the conference grow overall. It increases the level of competition. Uh, people want to play against teams like UConn that um, get national attention, that um, sell out their, you know, arenas and, and kind of draw crowds. So um 
really looking forward to kind of how the conference has continued to grow in my years covering it. And I think this year should be no different. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today, T. Where can the people find you and your work? So the people can find me at T Baker, T-E-E Baker underscore WBB for women's basketball on social media platforms and over at The Next. Uh, my Big East preview came out today, so go check that out uh, to hear, read a little bit more about kind of what we spoke about today. Awesome. Thanks so much again. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Every dayers, as you know, I'm here for you every other Friday and every Saturday. Make sure to tune in to M, Hunter, and Lincoln. Tomorrow they'll be talking about their 2024 preseason big board, and make sure to check that out.